Good morning, everyone. This is Helen Hooper, and I am the host of the Ladies' Choice Life Support Podcast. It is Tuesday morning, 7 a.m., December the 10th. And as usual, if you are headed out the door um, or you're in traffic already, we want you to be careful out there. So check for that other guy because he may not be checking for you. And we want you to arrive safely, as always, to your destination. So be careful out there. And everyone knows that I like to say something inspirational before I start the podcast on Tuesday morning. Something you can use throughout your day or even you know throughout the week and just thinking about it. Um, I thought about us as women, being a woman, how we need to build strong friendships, you know, with other women. Now, I know some of us have our crew already. Some of us have our circle. As for me, mine is very, very small. I know who I have in my circle. And sometimes, you know, I I let somebody in every now and again. But I have to know what the purpose of that person is is for coming into my life because everybody is not meant to be in your circle everybody's not meant to be in your crew some people just are coming to pass through maybe God has given you something for them and you got to help them they're just passing through some come to stay find out what that person is in your life and build strong relationships because we need confidence as women we wear so many different hats you know we have to confide and and somebody sometime and sometimes you don't want it to be your husband you don't want it to be your pastor you don't want it to be your first lady you want it to be somebody that you've been knowing for years I just want to sit down and take a breath and say look this is what's going on with me maybe you want to have a good cry and they know they know you so they can sit there and have a good cry with you and be encouraged and sometimes you don't want them to say anything I just want you to listen this is my intimate most intimate thought this is what I'm going through this is how I'm feeling I don't think we as women do that enough for each other sometimes when I see women that looks really pretty on the street and their hair is just done and they look so so give them a compliment I do it all the time it encourages women it lifts them up you don't know what they're going through but we need to build those strong relationships with with women and know who's in your crew know who's in your circle know who you can confide in so some people are not confident they are there for other reasons but i still say that we need to support each other more than i see more than we do i think it's very vital to have that that those close friendships that strong team of encouragers that strong, that ear that you can come and say, hey, girl, I got to talk to you about this. Let's talk. So that was my thought for the day because I see a lot of women, they don't have that. A lot of young women that I that I meet, they don't have that. So let's, let's, let's make our teams tight, our circles tight. Let's build great friendships with other women and support and encourage. I thought I would say that on this morning. But this morning, I wanted to talk about something that I think is very serious because it goes on in the African-American community, almost unheard of. It's like a whisper in the African-American community, and it's very concerning, and it's very alarming, and it's molestation and incest in the African-American community among females. And as you know, if you know me, you know that I've worked in um, low-income areas for the last 10 years, going on 11 years, and well, probably more than that, but intensive um, working 
in the low income communities around Jacksonville and surrounding areas. And I find that there are so many broken women and the core of it most of the time is molestation and incest. And a lot of people ask me all the time um, when I was working in those areas and on those properties, why can't those women, and that's what most people call them, those women, like they're some kind of unnamed people that's just walking around um, the earth. Why can't those people get themselves together? Why can't those girls get up and they do this and do that? You know, everybody else does it. But working there all those years, I found that there is a common denominator when it comes to most of the women that I work with on the different properties in the low income areas. I've spoken with them. I want to do a live show about this because I think it's very vital to hear actual people speak about their stories, the stories that I hear, the stories that they share. There are so many stories that I heard about my uncle did this to me. Now I'm looking at a baby that I had from my uncle. I met numerous girls that said, Miss Helen, this is what has happened to me. And they don't know how to get past it because nobody got them any help. We have fathers molesting and having sexual relationships with their daughters. I've talked to so many women and so many young ladies about that. Some of these young ladies cannot get past what happened to them and they feel like they were unprotected. They feel like nobody came to their rescue. Nobody got them any help. We wanted to sweep it under the rug and nobody wanted to say anything about it. So let's get them an apartment. Let's put them in that apartment and let them stay over there or let her stay over there and deal with that. But in that apartment with me, I have a baby that looks like my cousin. I have a baby that looks like maybe my father. I have a baby that looks like my uncle. There are so many women that I've met in the community that have either been molested or there's been some type of incest that went on in the family from generation to generation and nobody said anything about it. That's why I call this segment Life Detours, Molestation and Incest. And I did some stats and just to look up what is the, the percentage of black women. And this came from the U.S. Department of of justice. This is a stat. This is from 2014. It's 2019 now, so you know it's probably a little bit higher. One out of four girls are molested or some sort of sexual abuse has happened before the age of 18. And I thought that was that was just a little bit too much. And then when I went on to read, um, I find the other stats was 60% of black girls experienced sexual abuse, incest, molestation before the age of 18. 60%. That is a very high rate in the African-American community. So there, the brokenness that we see, some women just cannot get past that. We are broken and nobody tried to help us. Nobody tried to put these pieces together. I'm looking at this puzzle and nobody is helping me put these pieces in the right place because nobody got me any help. Let's not talk about it. That's what every young lady that I spoke to, every woman that I spoke to said, let's not talk about it. My mom knew, my aunt knew. One young lady was telling me about her dad um, was having sex with her and her sister. But when he passed away, everybody knew about it. 
but nobody got them any help. All they did was say, we're not going to talk about that now. You know, he's passed away. We're not going to talk about that now. And that is unacceptable because it, like I said, it detours lives. That's how most of the project, as we call them, or the low-income communities or the low-income properties, if you went out and you spoke to most of those most of those young ladies and those women, there is a core issue. And I found that 60 to 65% is because of molestation and incest. I've talked to so many women in my office saying, this is what happened to me. And these are not strangers. These are uncles. These are fathers. These are cousins. One young lady has seven kids and people are appalled when she said, well, I have seven kids because no, she's not even 30 yet, but she has seven kids. Okay. Her oldest child is, was fathered by her uncle, her mother's brother, but she never got any help. And when she turned 18, she was already a runaway at 15. She said, because nobody would help me, Miss Helen. Nobody would come to my rescue. Even though I told my mother, I told other people, keep it quiet. Don't let, because he's going to get in trouble if you tell what he did. And it detoured her whole life. Can you imagine having seven kids by the time you're, what, 28? Not even 30 yet. But your oldest reminds you of your uncle because that would be his father. So that's why we need to speak more about molestation and incest in the African-American community. 60% of black girls are exposed to this by the time that they're 18. That is a high, that is a very high number. 60%, that's over half. And a lot of young ladies cannot get around that. It is depressing. They find it very depressing. I don't want anybody to know because I feel ashamed. Nobody covered me. Nobody cared enough to get me any help. I've heard tons of stories like this, and I thought this would be a great subject to talk about because I still talk to women to this day. They call, and the root of the problem is I was touched. And I want to say this. A lot of young ladies that are molested or have been in an incestual um, relationship with somebody in their homes when they were when they were small or teenager, whenever it happened, most of those young ladies are not promiscuous. They're not. Somebody touched them at an early age and left that printed on their little souls. So guess what? I may have been raped by somebody in my family. I may have been touched in somebody by somebody in my family. That sets off that sexual, that, that spirit. And it's, and it's a perverted spirit. But somebody did it to me. So now... I'm trying to just like just like a, a, a drug addict. I'm still trying to find that high. I'm still trying to find that feeling again. And then we feel like if he did this to me, you know, it must be fine for anybody to do this for me. So before you judge somebody and say, oh, my God, she got, she has all those children. It's not that she wanted to have a lot of children. It's because that's what I think love is, because that's what I was shown in the first place. That was my first touch. That was my first experience. Somebody actually took that away from me and taught me how to do this. And a lot of women in low income areas, and I find it to be an astronomical number because when you start talking and you get right down to it, I started a clinic on one property. And when we got those women in a group, 
Um, some of them would cry. Some of them were like, I don't want to share because it's embarrassing. But the common denominator here was incest and molestation. One young lady said her father died and she couldn't cry for him. She said when she heard the news, when they came and got her out of school, she heard the news. She said, I was actually happy because I was free from that. Yeah, she lives on a low income property, but she felt freedom. She did not feel sorrow. She did not feel sad because he was having sex with his daughter. She felt like I am free, but look, nobody got her any help. So now she does not like the touch of a man because it was improper. It was unacceptable and it was perverted when it was done to her as a child for years until he died. Nobody helped her. So right now, she doesn't like the touch of a man. Even though she has children, she said, this person understands what I'm going through. I don't like to be touched by a man. I don't like him, his, 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 his male organs. I do not like that. And he knows that. And he's very patient with me. Well, thank God. This is why some women turn to lesbianism. Because they have so many things going on in their head. They have so many emotions. But isn't it silly? I told a young lady talking to somebody today. I'm like, you know what? You say you like men. Because something was done to you inappropriate. Because something was done to you by a a family member. And it started you on the wrong path. So you don't want anything to do with a man. But this is what I find. You like another woman. But she doesn't look like another woman. She looks like a man. She dresses like a man. She acts like a man and that you want her to be a man. So it can't be that you don't like men. You don't like what happened to you. And that's what most young ladies are right now saying that they're lesbians or they like men. It's because so many of them have been touched with the wrong touch. So I thought those stats were really high. 60% to me is unacceptable in the African-American community. We need to talk about it more. I have so many stories of young ladies that tell me about how they were mistreated, how they were raped, how they, um, their fathers or their uncles or their brothers were taking advantage of them and nobody helped them and it detoured their whole life. So when people ask me about some of the properties that I worked on, some of the girls that I work with, some of the women that I work with, I have to tell them, you cannot judge them until you have heard their stories. Because the common denominator, like I said early, is most of the time I've been raped, molested. There's some kind of incest going on. It's all the same thing. My uncle, one young lady told me that she told her mama her, her uncle was touching her. Her mother didn't do anything about it. And he, he got caught um, with somebody else's child. And that is when he was arrested. Her mother didn't do anything about it because it was her brother. But that set her on a path to those memories are still there. And if they don't get help for them, if they don't go to somebody that they can talk to or confide in, none of these women felt like they were being protected by their families, by their mothers, by their fathers. And some women let men in that we know shouldn't even be around your children. There was a family that I know, a young lady, and she had to go spend some time in jail because there was a young man, he's a sexual predator, but she let him in her house, real story. Beautiful girls. How do you go to work and leave your child with a sexual predator? Or when the young lady told her mom what he was doing, 
Okay, we turned we turned our head, but we went to school and told the school counselor that is how he got caught because of the school counselor, not because mom did anything about it. And I knew he was a sexual predator because he just got out of prison for 15 years for being a sexual predator. We need to make better decisions as mothers. Don't be so hasty to go and get a man and put in your house because he's a man and I'm lonesome and I want be very careful, be protective about your children, even about your boys. Your girls, we're talking about women tonight, but about your boys. The stats say one out of six boys will be touched or molested before he turns 18 years old. And I think that that number is way too high. But I wanted to say something about how this deters people from living their lives. They're broken. They don't know how to put these pieces back together. I know you say I might be lazy. It's not that I'm lazy. I am depressed because I know something happened to me. I'm looking for love. Yes, I have a lot of kids, but I'm looking for that one man that is going to love me. It wasn't the first baby's father. It wasn't the second baby's father. It wasn't the third baby's father. I'm looking for love. I'm not really looking for sex and that feeling. I am looking for love. That's what most of them say. They're looking for somebody to love them. That's why we they end up with so many children. But people don't understand that. So before anybody judges anybody's life, we need to sit down and have a conversation with that person and find out what is really going on. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of heart scars have not been healed. I have so many stories of molestation and incest. I've had sessions with these women before. These are real stories and I want to have a real session with them so you can hear their real stories. This is a real thing. Like I said earlier, 60% is way too high in the African-American community. We need to do something about this. Mothers need to be more vigilant. Father needs to be more present more vigilant. There was a young lady in North Carolina I used to, to um, mentor. She came to my program and I got to be very, very close to her. She's a beautiful um, young lady now. She's she's out on her own and has has a daughter and so on. But she told me when she was she was a ward of the state. She got adopted. But when she got adopted, the adopted father started touching, started having sex, started, you know, um, coming into her room. She has to register as a sex offender when she was 14. And I hope her records got sealed by she was 18. But when she was 14, she had to register as a sex offender because nobody would listen to her about her adopted father. When she got adopted and started living in the house, he's coming in the room. Now he's touching me. Now he's getting in the bed with me. Her, their three-year-old son, she said, this, this is the only way I can get out of the house. She said, I didn't touch him. But my adoptive mom was coming down the hall and I heard her coming. And I pulled his pants down and laid him on the bed. So when she passed my room, she would see me. That is the only way she said I could get out of that house. I had to get out. Nobody would listen. This man is trying to rape me. He's trying to have sex with me. He's all over me when she's not looking. 14, she has to register as a sex offender. So we have to be more vigilant with this. We have to get to the core of people's problems. These young women are hurting. Women are still hurting. That's why they have bad relationships. That's why they don't love properly because they don't know how to because they were not loved properly. That was not love. That was control. It was rape. And we needed help and nobody got it for us.
So what are we gonna, what are we looking for? If I don't know how to love, if I don't know what real love is, I do not know how to love. I can't love. It has to be taught. So tonight, today I thought that was something that I really, really, really wanted to talk about because my heart goes out to those women that I still talk to, that I still speak to, that we still have sessions about because it is real. When you are broken like that, and that is a perverted sexual act, that spirit stays with that woman. And it's not that she's she's just wants to be in the street. She's just promiscuous. There is something that happened to her that broke her spirit completely. And she does not know how to put it back together because nobody came to her rescue. Absolutely nobody. So I am going to have a live show about this. I have some women lined up. We just couldn't do it this morning. But these are real stories. I have so many. Like I said, the common denominator is a perverted sexual act that detoured my life. Just took it all off course. And I don't know how to put it back on course. I don't know how to love completely. I don't know if I want to be married. And if they are married, they don't know how to love properly. So that was something that I wanted to talk about. And I'm going to talk about this again because I think it's very important to hear. Molestation and incest happens so much. 60% of African-American women, girls, are molested, raped, or some sort of incest has gone on. 60% by the time she's 18, that number is very high. And the women that I talk to, still talk to, have worked with, the bottom line, even mothers knowing that their brothers have touched their children and they're trying to protect them because nobody protected them. This is a lot to deal with in your mind. Yes, I'm depressed. No, I can't move forward. And you ask me why. Find out why. Because there is a core problem. When you get down to that core problem and find out what's really going on, then you can start to help. Then you can start to help them heal. And some of them are so embarrassed and they're afraid to say anything. And it's just embarrassing. I don't want to say anything. I don't even want to say it out loud because they know what happened. It's horrendous what happened. And I don't want to bring it back up. But some of them will talk about it. They'll cry their way through it, but they will talk about it. I still talk to women to this day about what went on in their childhood. And for that young lady to tell me, I couldn't even cry for my daddy when I was 15 because I was glad he was gone. I didn't have to go through that. My sister didn't have to go through it anymore. Their mother had passed on and their dad had to finish raising them. And he was doing all manners of things that fathers, you would never imagine a father would do. But when she told me that, she burst into tears. But And she told me, I know I'm broken, Miss Helen, but I just need a way to put me back together to get me on the right track. Because she wanted help. The thing still stuck with her. So we need to, as women, to have a confidant, to have that person to talk to, get to the right people, listen, encourage, pray with them, whatever you have to do with that woman. But I, w- I thought this was a great topic to talk about tonight because a lot of problems stem from what I'm speaking about. 60%, i say it again, 60% in the African-American community is a very high number. That was in 2014. It's almost 2020. Can you imagine what it is right now with everything in the world being like it is? I imagine that number is very high. I imagine that it's gone over 60%. I hear too many women talk about it. I hear too many young ladies talk about it. Horrendous stories. So 
we're gonna do this again but we're gonna do it live I don't know when but we will when I can get all, everybody all the ladies together we're gonna do it live but keep in mind what I said be vigilant with young ladies with women with your circle listen encourage uplift pray for them because there's sometimes there is an underline there's an undercurrent in their life that's going on and they want to tell somebody well you be that person that they confide in so you can be an encourager you can pray with her you can help her get through that get her the help that she needs if she needs that help if she wants that help get her to somebody that can help her that's what I have for today I hope you guys enjoyed we're going to do this again we're going to do it live but have a happy Tuesday and thank you again for tuning in to the Ladies Choice Life Support Podcast have a good day